Hello everyone, and welcome back to Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0 with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turl. I believe it was last week I actually listened back to the intro and I forgot to say the of course part in the intro, which I was a bit disappointed with because I feel like that intro has become like the catchphrase of this show and I ended up messing it up and didn't realise until it was too late. But whatever, we move, life goes on, who actually gives a shit? Not me. Well, maybe me a little bit, but none of you care, so we're just going to move on from it. Oh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy at the moment because we're the famous Man United and we're going to Wembley. Manchester United have just defeated Nottingham Forest in the League Cup semi-final and we'll be playing our first domestic cup final since 2018. We have not won a trophy since the year before that. And in that year, we did win the League Cup, which is the final that we're in now. And we also won the Europa League, a competition that we're still competing in. The last final we were in was the FA Cup final, which is a competition that we're still in to this very moment of the season. I will actually be at Manchester United's next FA Cup game, but I am a very happy boy at the moment because it's so great to see what Eric Ten Hag has done with this team. And if you're not a United fan, <laughs> we're back in a final. You can all fucking piss off, to be honest. Uh, unless you're a fan of a team that's not necessarily a rival to us. In that case, I wish your team all the best. Uh, as long as it doesn't interfere with the best for Manchester United. But I'm very excited about that. Newcastle in the final. The last time we played Newcastle in a final, fun fact for you, was 1999. And that year, Manchester United won three trophies. And that could happen again this season. But look, I'm happy just to focus on the one for now. And we'll see what happens in the other competitions. In other news, I have been absolutely enjoying the fuck out of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu lately. I don't think I've spoke about that enough on here. Oh my god, lads. I, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, why didn't I start doing this sooner? Like, I absolutely, like, I'm such a, I've been, I'm a lifelong combat sport fan. I, I just am. Like, everyone who knows me knows that. And, you know, I've done martial arts quite a lot over the years but as an adult not so much like I I stopped Thai boxing uh, when I was 18 I think 18 or 19 and you know I did a couple of classes again here and there but never like fully committed to it uh, as much as I did when I was a teenager and I just you know I I, obviously I went down the pro wrestling route for a few years and and I got to achieve some stuff there in terms you know you know being on uh, pro wrestling shows and I will be on another one this weekend uh, tomorrow at the time of release RCW's uh, show with a very long title but I will manage to I will give me a second and I will manage to say it this is not the greatest wrestling show in the world this is just a tribute so get your tickets if they're if they are still available at the time of release at the time of recording they're limited but they are still there uh, family show at three o'clock and the main show will be on later that evening so get your tickets while they last if they are still lasting but um you know i i obviously went down that route and i just i just got the the itch to get back into martial arts uh, in the last couple of years and i put it off for so long but I bit the bullet recently. I've been doing jiu-jitsu now for a few weeks uh, down in T45 in uh, Balanacara, and it has been an absolute blast. Uh, the, everyone down there is super supportive, super friendly, uh, super talented as well. Uh, we've just had two um, trainees get their blue belts, which was really cool to be able to witness that and to see, <clears throat> excuse me, 
you know, two people's hard work pay off so much. And yeah, it's just, it's honest to God, it's just nothing but good vibes in there. And it's a lot of fun, which uh, might be surprising for some people when you hear that, you know, we are rolling around on the floor trying to make the other one tap out from time to time. But it's it's a hell of a lot of fun and it's been making me feel really good lately and, and very happy and uh, I'm loving absolutely every second of it. Along with that, I have my acting lessons every Monday and this past Monday I did a scene, which I still haven't watched back at the time of recording, but I will have to watch it back soon. And... When I say this is the most intense scene I've ever done, I don't think that's putting into perspective how intense it was. I have tended to play characters that have, you know, a bit of intensity about them, but I remember when I played Cottle Brewer in uh, Dividing the Nation. Like, it was an intense role, but it kind of suited my personality well in the sense that Cottle Brewer was very sarcastic and... You know, he he had his moments where he'd explode, but it was a very playful character. Even my insults were very, like, I'm going to say this now to wind up that fucker over there. You know, so it kind of, you know, it suited, you know, it suited me. Never mind the character, it suited me as the actor. It was great. Then, obviously, we did Hot Water Music, where I took two uh, scenes from Drum Belly by Richard Dormer. And, again, I felt like even though those were hard scenes to do in terms of like they were well the first one especially the monologue was very vulgar like literally part of that monologue was me asking someone to fuck me up the ass and that's not me paraphrasing that was the exact line why don't you come over here and fuck me up the ass and keep in mind on one of these shows I had my mother my grandmother and my auntie in the front row so this was uh, not something that was quite easy it wasn't an easy line to say and oh my god i have another embarrassing story about that actually so as an actor if you ever have a script to learn it is an absolute godsend if you are home alone for a certain amount of time and about two weeks before hot water music i was home alone on a sunday and i was like brilliant i get a chance to practice my lines nobody has to hear me ask someone to f me up the butthole and I can just do it here and get used to it and it should all be dandy. And right as that line was coming up, my uncle burst through the door as I was halfway through saying, why don't you just come over here and fuck me up the ass? And you have to realize with this, I wasn't like recording it. Like, like I wasn't recording it and like watching it back. I was just trying to do the lines so I could, you know, get better at performing them and to get used to them. But what my uncle saw was me in a room, in a house I should say, home alone, screaming at the top of my lungs, why don't you come over here and fuck me up the ass. So that was a very embarrassing moment, and not the easiest thing in the world to explain to my uncle, who, no offence, is a bit fucking slow. But, you know what, I think it made me, I think that moment made me realise every, like... Every performance I have coming up with this scene, or this monologue, is going to be nowhere near as embarrassing as my uncle walking in unannounced, seeing me do that monologue. So, you know, it, it kind of worked out in the long run. But uh, with the one I'm doing at the moment, it's it, it's been a challenge. And I think it's because, you know, I haven't acted for a few months now. Obviously, I had a couple of months off. And, you know, maybe I feel like I was a bit rusty. And as I say, it, it's a scene that I'm not, a type of scene, I should say, that I'm not used to performing. But like anything, it will take time. It will take time, and I'm embracing the challenge. I'm just embracing every challenge coming towards me at the moment, because that's what life's all about. Life's all about taking challenges and stepping outside of your comfort zone a bit and, you know, 
doing your best with every uh, task that comes towards you. And I feel like I'm doing that to the best of my ability at the moment. Not to say that I'm doing everything perfectly, but I'm definitely doing my utmost best with all of that. So uh, a lot of exciting things happening there. I've got some very exciting trips coming up. I will be going to see Bellator MMA in Dublin with my two cousins, Adam and Alex, on the 25th of February. Uh, Just a few days after that is my 25th birthday. Then I have uh, a trip to Manchester for a few days. Uh, I will be going to see Manchester United versus West Ham in the FA Cup fifth round, which hopefully will be a game where it will be our first game after we win the League Cup. Touch wood, as long as we beat the Geordie boys. I know a couple of Newcastle fans as well, which makes the game a bit more interesting. But I will be going to see Manchester United play West Ham. I also have UFC 286 that I'll be going over to see in London uh, on the 18th of March. And then I have a day or two in Dublin that following week. Uh, Going to see a United stand show uh, in the Liberty uh, Theatre Hall, I believe it's called, which is exciting. And I may have something else happening in Dublin, which I can't say too much about right now. But uh, we will hopefully be able to talk about that soon in the future. So that's all coming up. And June. June is obviously very exciting too for me because I will be bringing my younger brother and sister to their first ever live WWE show. And that is something that's going to be very cool. They'll be coming to the arena, the three arena, with me, uh, which is the arena I have seen nearly every WWE show I've ever been to. Like, that's the the arena I went to growing up to see WWE shows. There are only two WWE shows I've been to that weren't in the three arena. And ironically, they were both in rugby stadiums slash slash, uh, pitches. The first one I ever went to was in the RDS back in 2005. And the most recent one I went to was in the Principality Stadium in Cardiff for WWE Clash at the Castle, which was an amazing experience. And I think it just really gave me the bug to go traveling uh, again. So I'm trying to travel as much as possible. Hopefully Canada uh, down the line as well this year. I'm looking around August time to be going there uh, to visit my good friend Ashling. So hopefully... That would be a trip that can happen as well. So all very exciting at the moment. In other news, I, <clears throat> I've i had some interesting things happen recently. And it is in relation to this show. And I'm not surprised by it because I remember the reason I didn't do this for so long was... I don't want to say in fear of falling out with people. But it was because I knew it would, it would cause a little bit of an issue amongst uh, certain people. And that is that a few of the episodes I did recently over the last few months have obviously been, uh, you know, me opening up a little bit about my thoughts on the way of the world at the moment and the way certain things are viewed and certain social and political debates that happen these days. And one of these things, obviously, was the whole gender debate. Now, I have always said that I know not everybody is going to agree with me. But... I would hope that because I have a different view to certain people who I was connected with, that wouldn't cause an issue. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Unfortunately, um, some people have taken an issue with it and have decided that I am not someone they want in in their lives anymore, which is, uh, you know, I didn't think it would go that far. But that's where we are at the moment. And you know what? A few years ago, I would have taken that really badly. Maybe even a few months ago. But now I'm just like, look, I've made that clear. In my personal life, I've made that clear how I feel about the whole gender debate. 
I made that clear a very long time ago. I didn't speak about it very openly on here until recently. And even then I did beat around the bush for a while just because you know what people can get like. You know what cancel culture is like these days. You can fucking, if you misgender a butterfly at the moment, you can fucking, you know, get cancelled for it. And I know there's people who are going to be upset that I've even said that. But at the end of the day, lads, like, I don't get how someone could make a joke about me being a Christian and it's funny and if I get offended, well, oh, look at this bad thing that a priest did in whatever fucking parish however many years ago. So, oh, we're allowed to make jokes of it because of that. But then, if I make a joke about someone saying that they're non-binary, apparently that's too far. But then if I said, well you know, or not even just non-binary, but transgender. I'm like, well, look at the transgender, or the the man, I should say, who uh, is now transitioning to a woman as he's being sent to prison so he can go into a female prison in Scotland. You know, just saying. Just saying. So, yeah, when, when the shoe is on the other foot, uh, people don't tend to like that. But you know what? I don't regret uh, speaking more publicly on it here because... You know, I am who I am. I believe in what I believe in. And if you don't like it, listen, that's your opinion. And you don't have to like what I say. Just like I don't have to like what other people say. But we all have an opinion. And as my best friend, Porig, uh, said to me today, opinions are a lot like arseholes. Everyone has one. And they often stink. So that's uh, that's that. That's, that's that on that debate. I really don't have much else to say on it. Look, people can believe in what they want, uh, want to believe in. You know, it's it is what it is. I have my beliefs. Other people have their beliefs. It's it's just the way it is. You know, we're lucky that it's not a hundred years ago, and that we're you know, not in a world war, and that we're not fighting over treaty debates, which literal families got our sp- families literally got split up over. Like you know, we we do, we need to realize that a lot of the problems these days are created by ourselves and not by anyone else. And yeah, that's what I'm going to say on that. Uh, moving on to more lighter topics, you know, to talk about the RCW show that's happening on Saturday. Uh, this is going to be pretty cool for me because, you know, I was just talking about there that my siblings will be going to their first WWE show in June, which I'm really looking forward to bringing them up to see. But uh, their first ever wrestling show, live wrestling show, is going to be this RCW show. And uh, I'm going to be refereeing it, which is pretty cool. And... Uh, I just think about, you know, I mentioned that show on the RDS in 2005, which was my very first ever live wrestling show in terms of me physically being there live in person at a wrestling show. And if you had told me back then, how old was I then? Seven in 2005, I think. Yeah, I would have been seven. If you had told me then that, you know, uh, 18 years later that I'm going to be refereeing what my sixth or seventh pro wrestling show and that my younger, (coughs) excuse me, younger siblings who are, now huge wrestling fans are going to be there to see it for their first live wrestling experience. I, God, I don't know what I would have said. I mean, if you told me that 10 years ago, I, I don't think I would have believed it. Maybe if you have even said that five years ago. Like, it's just crazy how, uh, it's crazy how life can take you on these journeys. And, you know, I, I think back to, you know, when I was in sixth year and right around the end of sixth year, kind of when I was going into college for the first time and you think about you know you have all these goals you want to achieve and I remember I had it kind of set in a certain way that like oh I want to do this and then I want to do this and then I have to go towards this and like I had it all set in like a certain order and it it had to happen in that order and 
you know, I, I don't want to say that's the wrong way to do it, but for me, I just feel like it wasn't... I personally don't think that's very beneficial for people. You know, some people might see it differently, but for me personally, I don't think you can say, okay, I want to do this, and then I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, and it has to go in that order. I am very much uh, in the mindset now that, okay, these are some goals I have, let's go towards them and see what route we go in. And I think that's a much more fun way of going about it, and I think it's a much more, you know, relaxing way to go about it. Because then you're being very open-minded to certain opportunities that come up, you know? Um, I, I remember when Phoenix Wrestling's school left Cork to go to Limerick. And, you know, I wasn't going to be able to train as much because I was going to college. And I was not going to be able to uh, commute to Limerick as often as I would have liked. And, you know, it, it opened up the doors for more opportunities in acting. And... I think really, in a lot of ways, probably opened up the door for me to go back to martial arts. Like, it's kind of crazy how these things happen, you know? And I think it it, it just, it's a lot more stress-free when you just kind of go with the flow in, in certain ways. It doesn't mean that you can't have long-term goals and that you can't chase certain objectives, but don't ever think that it has to go one certain way. And if there's any little change along that direction, that that just fucks everything up. No. Like, there's so many different ways of going about things to get to where you want to get. And that's, uh, for me at least, I've that's been very beneficial for my own head. Like, I, I think I said this recently. I can't remember if I said it on here, but I definitely said it to someone else. I try not to worry about things that are out of my control. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like, I would love to compete in a jiu-jitsu tournament sometime this year. Or, you know, at least within the next year. But... If that didn't happen this year, I wouldn't close the door on that. I wouldn't be like, oh, well, fuck it. It didn't happen in 2023, so it's not going to happen at all. No, I'll just keep going into 2024. Or let's say, God forbid, I ended up injuring myself, you know, and I wasn't able to compete in the tournament, and that was the reason why. That, you know, it would be a balls, but I'd be like, look, okay, it's a bit of a setback. It's not exactly where uh, where I wanted you know, this journey to go, and it's obviously halted it a little bit, but again, it wouldn't affect my desire to go and still chase that, it just means that, okay, this is one more hurdle that I have to overcome, it's one that I, I don't want to say I haven't anticipated it, because injuries obviously happen in every type of sport, never mind a, a combat sport, but it would just be one of those things I would ha- I would have to deal with then, you know, so I, I don't worry about things that are out of my control. It, it, it is it is what it is, and I think that's been very beneficial to to my own head and my own well being and my own um my own thought process going forward. Simple as that. I was asked a great question recently by well, to be fair, like I've been asked this by a few people, and uh, it, it's a great question, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna play the full clip because I just want to give a little taste of if this was to, to happen. And this is this is an example of a long-term goal. And I don't know if, if this will ever happen. I hope it does. But I would love to have... I, I would love to have this person on the show, right? So the question that I was being asked was, if I could have one guest, if literally, if I could just have one guest on the podcast this year, who would it be? And my answer is Rick Astley. Okay, no, in all seriousness, my answer is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, WWE superstar, 
uh, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, one of the men responsible for making me fall back in love with wrestling back in 2014. I'm not going to tell that story again because I know so many people are sick of hearing me tell that story on here. But uh, just to kind of... I I played a clip of it recently, my uh, chat with Sami Zayn back in 2020 when I did the virtual meet and greet. But uh, I'm going to play the full chat that me and Sami Zayn had. And, like, there are times in our conversation where I struggled to get a word in. You know what I mean? But I am going to play the full chat that I had with, had with Sami Zayn on here. And I, you, you're going to be able to tell by my voice, I am so fucking nervous. And I, as great as the conversation was, I felt like I was just, like, the excitement was just overwhelming. And it was just like, you know, you, you could hear my voice kind of trembling a little bit. But it was such a cool experience. And I would love to have even just an hour to just have a chat with Sami Zayn about wrestling, you know, his views on things. We can obviously talk about how much he loves Ireland, how much I love Canada. Um, that, that I think that would be a great conversation. And yeah, look, here here's the chat I had with Sami Zayn back in, in 2020. And you can be the judge of whether you'd want to hear us have a conversation now. Or maybe you wouldn't. But regardless, here's the chat I had with Sami Zayn. So how are you doing, man? Where are you coming in from? That sounds like a northern accent there. I'm uh, I'm from Cork in Ireland. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so about, yeah, about two hours away from uh, where Finn Balor's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, I think my wife's uh, family, I think that's where they're originally from. She's a Morrison. And oh, really? I think, I think Cork is where her family originates from. Yeah, it's a nice little kind of a uh, bit of a hidden gem of a place, really. Man, Obviously, everyone kind of thinks of, everyone thinks of Dublin, but Cork's Cork's the unofficial capital. I I love Ireland so much. I love the Irish so much. <laughs> Great people, uh, you know. And, and this is my thing: is I think it's because they really understand struggle. You know, from yeah. like a, it's the the, the gen, it's like passed down that that sense yeah. of struggle. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. People that have that that respect for suffering on a cultural level. They're just they're just better people. I don't know how else to describe it. There's like an there's an empathy built in. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, I love. I have such a uh, a love and affinity for the Irish. I think um, kind of, I'm kind of the same with Canada. There's kind of seems to be a special connection between the Irish and Canadians. There, like I heard your interview with um, Blind Boy and that uh, yeah, podcast. Oh, really? and it was yeah. just the the flowing conversation. Just seems to be. Uh, it just seems. I don't know. There's like a re- weird connection we seem to have. Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy, man. He's a great guy. I, I didn't. Re- I didn't realize how big he was in Ireland too. Very big. Yeah. yeah very big. Yeah. He's so uh, he's about two hours away from me, like where I am, and uh, even around here in Munster. Very very big deal. Oh wow! Right on, man. Well, just have you done one of these before? By the way, one of these. No, dates? never. No. Never. I so I've done. Um, I've done obviously some kind of personal ones, but never over. Um, never over a kind of a video. I could see yeah. the times running out, so there's just one more thing I want to say. Uh, your yeah, match let me just add a, with a few seconds so we but, don't get cut off. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, your match with uh, Adrian Neville at uh, NXT Takeover or Evolution. That match actually made me fall back in love at wrestling. I met him last year as well, so I just want to say thank you for that. Oh man, thank you so much. That's actually one of my all-time favorite matches. I really, really appreciate that. No, it's, uh, I'm actually a pro wrestling referee now in Cork, so without that oh, match, awesome. probably wouldn't happen. So thank you so much uh, for that. Means a lot. Hey, thanks for calling in again. Sorry about the technical issues. Hey, take care. No problem. Thanks, Sammy. Take care, buddy. If I had to describe that interview in one word, I would call it Usi. If you know, you know. But uh, obviously, Sammy is no longer the honorary Usi and no longer a part of the bloodline in one of the best 
definitely the best for me wrestling storyline of the decade so far in terms of the 2020s but the best WWE storyline we've seen for many a year I would say and not to say that there hasn't been any good ones uh, in recent times but in terms of like I think this will go down as one of the greatest storylines of all time Sami Zayn being the honorary Oos and you know becoming such a, an important member of the bloodline and having to win people over and it's just been absolutely fantastic. And now we're coming towards the culmination of it, which hopefully will have a good ending. Um, but oh, the Royal Rumble, the end of the Royal Rumble was absolutely insane. And if you haven't checked it out, you should. Now, obviously, there's a big, long backstory there, so it might not make sense to people who haven't seen it. But uh, I, I thought the storytelling was epic. And the fact that like we were expecting like The Rock to come out or something, and The Rock didn't come out, but we, we weren't left disappointed because of how well the... The, the the scene was done it's just it you know that just goes to show um how, how great that that last uh that last part of the royal rumble was uh a brilliant segment a brilliant angle uh but yeah Sami Zayn. one day i i know earlier i said i'd love to have him on this year but even if it wasn't this year just one day if i could have Sami Zayn on this show that would be great so if you could all get tagging at Sami Zayn on Instagram and Twitter and say, Sammy, listen, you spoke to Dylan once. It was a great conversation. I think you should do it again. I think that even more time is... I mean, that was two and a bit years ago. Like, there's so much more to talk about now. So much has happened in, in Sammy's career. So much has happened in my life. Let's let's just do this. Let's just do this. You heard him say that his wife's family are from Cork. Come on. Let's... You know, let's do it, Sammy. Let's do it. But, uh, yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, I am hoping to have Alex back on here again soon. Uh, Alex is uh, currently working a new job, which requires him to work evenings. So it is a little bit awkward when we're trying to schedule things. But we will nail down a time to record sometime in the next couple of weeks to do an episode. Because I think those episodes are always fun when Alex comes on here. And, of course, I want other guests on here as well. I'm just very busy at the moment, lads. Like, I mean... I think I said it recently. I think Sunday is like my only like real downtime at all these days. Like it's the only day where I feel like I have absolutely zero on. Like the most I'll have on on a Sunday is a United match, uh, which is great. But you know, like t- today's the day I'm recording. This is Wednesday, and like this is kind of a somewhat a down, you know, a, a down day as well, where I don't have a lot on, but I do have work, and it's one of the days, I work a hybrid job, so I have some days in the office and some days at home, and this is one of the days where I'm in the office, obviously United were playing today, and Wednesday is normally the day that I record and edit this podcast, so I feel like I have a lot on, on on Wednesdays as well. I just feel like I have something on every day lately, and I thought like that would be tiring and exhausting, but so far, it's it's been great. I feel like my head is doing a lot better than it was when I didn't have an awful lot on because I don't have as much time to think and any downtime I do have I really appreciate because I know that I don't have a lot of downtime these days and it's funny because one thing I was talking about recently as well is something I don't have a lot of interest in at the moment is alcohol I just have absolutely zero interest in it at the moment and it's not to say that I'm gone off the drink forever and it's not even that I had like a bad experience with alcohol lately like in recent times like the last like two nights I had of proper drinking one was a quiz night I had with some of my friends in Canada and the other one was a staff night out and like both were brilliant nights that were a lot of fun but like I just didn't get that 
drunk actually another night was when I met my college friends and even that night I didn't get that drunk you know I was tipsy on on these nights but nothing it wasn't like anything happened but just I just have no desire I, I, even looking at alcohol lately just makes me go nah fuck that and listen that will I'm sure that will change like obviously when I'm in Dublin and you know United will be playing in the league cup final whilst I'm in Dublin I'll probably have a drink that day to uh to see I'll either be drinking to remember or drinking to forget that day because uh a football match can be a make or break when it comes to um you know people's form and I unfortunately am one of those people that probably take it a bit too seriously I'm sure when I'm in Manchester I'll probably have a drink or two at some stage London probably not because I'm only over there for two days and uh well well one day really I'm uh, flying over on the Friday and I'll be back early Sunday so yeah there's that um yeah yeah i think that's it i think that's everything lads i'm trying to you know it's this is one of those episodes again where i've just hit record i said fuck it let's just keep talking we'll see where we get to um i'll try and make it as, as long as possible uh that's what she said that didn't make any sense but okay uh but yeah i feel i feel like that's kind of everything uh looking forward to rcw this weekend be nice to uh see the rcw fans again and obviously to to perform in front of not just my brother and sister, but it'll be the first time my mother gets to see me uh, referee a wrestling show as well, which I think is cool for her because of all the times she brought me to WWE shows growing up. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm ecstatic for that, to be honest. Uh, and yeah, make sure to grab a ticket if you haven't gotten one already, if they're still available. And I suppose, lads, I'm just going to leave you with this classic wrestling promo. I do want to give a big shout out to two people who three people i should say uh who have had uh, uh an exciting uh thing happen in their lives as well and that is rory serena and sonny who are after moving into their new home so congratulations lads is that the right word fair play to you i hope you're settling in nicely uh, Rory obviously is a new listener of this show so I wanted to give him a big special shout out for that and uh, hope everything is settling in nicely but yeah until next week lads talk to you all talk to you all next week and enjoy this classic wrestling promo see you all later smell what the rock is Triple H, let The Rock 
understand this for a second. Last week on Raw, he beat your ass in a cage match. And now this week, you're the number one contender for the WWF title? Well, The Rock realizes why that is, because you got a three-foot nose, you turn it sideways, and stick it straight up Vince's ass! Triple H, The Rock says, at this pay-per-view fully loaded, number one contender or no number one contender, The Rock is going to do to you exactly what he does best, and that's lay the smack down on your candy ass! Now, on to badass Billy Gunn. The Rock understands what took place. The night you won King of the Ring, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together, and you said a prayer, and it sounded like this. Oh, dear God. You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. You do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only you can do. You must go find the man who is simply electrifying. You must go find the rock. Oh, but God, anybody but the rock. Know your role and shut your mouth. And then, Billy, as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek, and piss rolled down your leg, your house started to shake again, the clouds parted, the heavens opened, and what seemed like millions of voices all said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell! is cooking. Ah, uh, yes, Kevin Kelly, there could be an 11th commandment. Do not upset The Rock. Did indeed divine intervention tell Billy Gunn to go after The Rock? I don't know, The Rock's voice kind of sounded, well, God kind of sounded like The Rock there. Well, there's no doubt about it, The Rock is the people's champ, and he is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today in this crowded Market Square Arena. Well, folks, standing by with Terry Taylor, China, and Mr. Ass, and I'm sure he's going to have plenty to say about what The Rock just said live on Heat.